you also think of other things of like upselling and cross-selling, né? Uh, as a teacher. Hey, the MBA is clean right now. It's <laughs> saying all the things. <laughs> By upselling. Yeah. So Which is not an MBA. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For example, hey, but you're speaking about going to business school isn't that tough? Yeah, I said business school, but business school doesn't mean MBA. <laughs> Welcome to the 90 Life podcast, uh, where we explore the journey of ordinary people, but they've done extraordinary things in their life. Uh, we get to explore their journey, where they come from, uh, where they're at now, and how the view is from the top, uh, and how they intend to stay there, maybe get into their future a bit, if possible. And uh, my name is Lucifer, yes. And uh, I've got my co-host with the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling about today's guest? It's really scary. It's exciting. I think once you think that you've got him figured out, there's always like a surprise. Like from the little chat that we've had with you, it's I do this, I do this, I do that. So our guest today, Mr. Ndondeni Mudau, um, considers himself a full-time DJ and a part-time electrical engineer. <laughs> Other than when? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> no, the thing is, it's actually very confusing because a lot of people actually confuses me or like, am I really a DJ, like a full-time DJ or am I an engineer? But I think when I look at it, it's almost as if like this thing, you can't really separate between the two because being a DJ means you're an engineer yeah. on the other side. Just or like you're engineering the sound. I guess. Engineering <laughs> <laughs> the facts. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's why I, I always say or like I'm a full-time DJ, part-time engineer. Yeah. But in actual fact, it's actually the same because mm. the whole time we're actually engineering throughout. So no, it doesn't, you can't really separate between the two. He's learned how to justify this. <laughs> He's been waiting for someone to ask you this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, then welcome to the Night to Life podcast, my brother. Uh, yeah, thank you. We want to sort of understand who you are first mm. before you became this uh, multi talented, <laughs> multi. Multi, uh, you know, all the things, engineer. Where, where does Ndandeni come from? Uh, where did you grow up? How was your upbringing? Just take us, and then a couple of minutes, yeah, just take me as going all of that. Jimmy, that okay, okay. Yeah, let me see. All right, so, like I said, Ndandeni Ndau, yes. I'm from the villages. I don't know if ever had this part of Lutrehat. In, yes. So there's a part called Letrecha in Limpopo. So do we you know from Venda? There's no such place called Venda, bro. Like, oh. I don't understand why people say there's a place called Venda. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> when people say Venda, they think of Toyando. Yes. When they say Venda, or when we say Venda, they think Toyando. Yeah. So you're not from Toyando. No, I'm not from Toyando. I think Kanda's like, what, 80 kilometers away from my place? Ah, yes. Yes. The reason why I said Lutrecha, so yes. I'm more close to Lutrecha oh, okay. than Tej, right? Okay. And and the thing is, I wouldn't say or like, okay, I'm Vena, right? Because 
because well, of Modelo you know, and also blows up. But like, I think where I grew up, right? So it's a bit of a mixture. Yeah. So there's Tonga people, there's Bedi people, yeah. there's Venda people, right? Yeah. So that side, so it's like Elimin, Metterhut. So during, on that vicinity, right? Yeah. So it's a mixture of like almost everyone. Right. Oh, so. So that's why you are multilingual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, and every time people only say, okay, so, okay, if I, if I'm in job, I'll say I'm, in, I'm from Venda, right? Yeah. Just so that you guys can have an idea. But oh, so when we say it, there's no such case. It doesn't exist. So if I'm, if I'm in Limpop, I can't say I'm from Venda. Yes. I'm in yes. I have to specify, okay, Shab, I'm from Amashal. I'm from Amasham. All right, representing. Shout out to Amasham. But then the thing is, a lot of people, like I said, um, a lot of people will always say, Shout, I'm from Ben, right? Yeah. But then in most cases, like you're just from that part. I've never seen a place called Ben. Even if you go to Google and type, you've never seen it. It doesn't exist, right? It's just an association. Wait, does it not come from? The former Bandu study. Yeah, yeah, and that like, time. Yeah. Okay. But then the so it does not exist anymore. It used to be Venda. I can't remember. Sort of. Food. Yeah, it used to be called Venda. From from my understanding, yeah, okay. like it used to be called Venda. Yeah. But then the confusing part called like, where does the Tonga people stay there? If people are saying like this is Venda, so there are Tonga people in what we think is it's Venda. Yeah, because. It's always confusing because people will say, okay, Shab, maybe people they're from that side, they're going to be because yeah. And then you find, or like, Zulu people, obviously, from KZN. Yeah. And now, where do some of people fit in? Who is that? No. No, but and they're sharing it within the Vele people. Okay. Okay. And Abu, okay. Abu Nak. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, back to where, like, like you asked, what, like, where, where do I come from and my upbringing? So, I'm from like a small village, it's called Mashambane. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much situated towards that side of Elim. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so it's not really mm -hmm. that far from Letrechat. That's why I said Letrechat first, because a lot of people can relate with Letrechat. Because okay. I think a lot of people are quite familiar with Letrechat yes. than Elim. Mm -hmm. So Elim is like a small town that we have now. Okay. And mm -hmm. then, then Mashambane. Yeah. So that's literally where I'm from. Okay. And then when did you move to JP? Mm. What is it? Oh, just after matric. Yeah, yeah, for study. So where did you get? Where did you go? So I went to UJ. Uh, so I literally I did my matric when 2010. Uh, during the World Cup, yeah, I remember that time. Yeah. Philip. Yeah, during the time when Philip was here, I was also doing my matric. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I did my matric during that time. And then moved into Jobek around about 2011. Mm -hmm. So since then, yeah, I just literally, just like almost every Venda person, I think it's almost the same thing. Or like you move out from the village, just run about after every trick and yeah. then do first year after that. Yeah. And literally just, this is your new home base. And then you never go back. Every none. Especially December. Okay, okay. So did the people in your village anticipate you becoming a full-time DJ and a part-time electrical engineer? <laughs> Oh, were they hoping that you keep go fall in and then continue? No, it's a funny thing because, okay, let's say for example, and just to take you backwards. So I've always been a DJ or what? Okay. So like even in school, mm. I remember like from grade, what, grade 10? I was like the, the main sound guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guy that set up mic and set up like sound yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. do all sorts of stuff. So I've always been doing music. I remember, I think the first experience of music I was doing, the, there used to be a call, software called Otomix. Atomic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atomic. Yes. 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 Atomic. 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 <laughs> so I started using, I don't know that skull logo, Yeah, with the no. yellow and blue. Yellow and, 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 and blue. No, like the danger, you know the danger toxic sign? Yeah, yeah. No, it was yellow and blue. Oh, the yellow and blue. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember during that time, I think, I don't know, Spencer from Windows XP. Doing, when XP well, started. Yeah, man, <laughs> <for real. laughs> yeah. So during that time, so I had a personal computer. You know, back in the days, when you're a DJ, you just have to have a computer. Yeah. And then you install the software. Yeah. And you can start playing around with it. Uh, and everywhere, when I put in all, all okay, we bath. Yeah. So from there I started doing music. But then obviously for obvious reasons you can't really like do music coming from Venda as a full time thing. You don't even know the people, you don't know the platform, how to get inside the music industry. And the thing is I think from a get go, obviously like from home they ask you what what do you wanna do with life? Yeah. Like I'm gonna be a DJ like, come on, tell us that was in serious. Okay, I'll let the joke out of the way. Yeah, so I think one thing that I only, always wanted, I'm like, okay, what's the closest thing that I wanted to write a lot of text? I always hated writing text, I don't want to lie. Mm-hmm. So I was good at math, and I said, okay, sharp, I'm good at math, yeah. but then I don't want anything that has to do with like writing shit and all that. Yeah, so. Yeah. The only thing that I could learn, I'm like, okay, cool. That means engineering, that's the closest thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I chose engineering, then I realized I'm like, okay, cool. What's the only thing that I can do that doesn't require me to write a lot of essays? And I asked around like people that are engineering. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> like electrical. I'm like, okay, sure, this is perfect. But I think this is going to be perfect for me. Because college, I think like the subject that I never had difficulties with is all maths, okay. physics, and all this number stuff. Yeah. That was just better for me. Mm-hmm. But like, the other stuff, bro. Yeah. Competition test. This is not for me, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's not for me. No, love me, love me. So, so it's almost like you knew your path early on. Mm-hmm. Like even in high school, you knew your life, you knew where I'm going. I think because I'm lazy. Oh, well. Being lazy as I you apparently know. there's apparently there's, there's value in being lazy. Eh? So they say the lazy people will always find the shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know where the shortcut is, ask the guy that's lazy. <laughs> I think you're right. I yeah. think um, in a lot of lot of stuff, right? Yeah. I think even was corresponding, taking a bit forward. Corresponding, I always find creative ways to make things automated. Because I'm always lazy. I just want to work. Yeah, I don't want to work. I want to get it out of the way. Yeah. By the way. I don't know if your bro is watching you, so. <laughs> it's just, we're just talking, man. You're not being good at this, boy. Skits. Go on, bro. This is sad time. This is sad time, but it's not the, uh, 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 it's not the
even a lot of people do try to acknowledge the fact and like the fact that if say for example you can find creative ways to do stuff in a much more efficient way in a better way i think that's actually takes your 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 thing your time off being and and you can be become more creative yes. in your work rather than having to do like manual work because, on the Monday, exactly because yeah. let's say for example if every day let's say a random example you like literally punching stuff or excel and writing the same thing over and over yeah. right it's consuming a lot of your time yes. and then you don't have time to do the creative side of yes. things you literally just doing the same which routine. is important i mean you know the the routine and mundane stuff you can get a monkey to do that right True. that's why we're doing so the creative stuff you're right that's where the value is mm. and that's what you need to do too mm. no and like i said i've always been a, a lazy person <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note what is a funny story that your family tells about you like from the time you you were still a big in it and what's it called mashamba mashamba yeah fuck sure Jeez, I don't even know. I think that might be the first slow word on this show. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, no, John, John. No, John didn't say, did he say? Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I think I saw it, but... Yeah. Fuck. That's a story. We were like, yeah, I know. Ushupile, like you're a problem. Nah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I can see you're a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. I like to be yeah, you know, like men with uh, dignity, they have a beard that's also here. And then F boys, it's like here. Yeah. It's, it's sharp. You, you, like Satrin. You have that Satrin. I don't know, bro. Yo. Most funny stuff. Which one? Yeah. You see, nah, bro. I can't even think of any, bro. You have the man with dignity beard. You want it? You call it a laugh. I don't know, bro. I don't know. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's probably a lot of stories around me. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, no, sure. <laughs> I can't even recall, bro. I think. No, I hear you. That's fine. Think back then to Chuchubasiti. What was most memorable about you going to Oji? Oji, bro. What a vibe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You called it, bro. I saw. I think of was it, man. I think I don't want to lie. I think I had like one of the most funniest experiences called Pansi tonight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie, because as much as yes, I did, did KT doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. All I said to make sure, because the thing is, so when I came to Pansi, so it's a very weird story, right? Mm-hmm. So I came to think to to Jobek, right? Mm-hmm. During that period, like me and my mom were not getting along and all that, because they, me and I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Right? So, I'm not even like, anything to do with the DJ. <laughs> Nothing. No, yeah. The vibe in the rest. <laughs> so, I came here, right? So, I went to register for UJ, right? I'm sure register it. And then got it. No, man. Um, I need to make sure, like, I don't want to, like, have connection with people. Because I just want to do my own shit. Okay. So, I told my mom, like, yo, relax. I don't need you to pay my university fee or whatever. Mm. I just want to just spend in my monthly allowance. That's it. Or what? So okay. every time, like I always used to groove too much, ne? but then the thing is, equally so, I always used to have the thing where like, I can't manage to fail. Because mm-hmm. if I fail, I have to depend on people from home or yes. So I don't want that connection with these people from home because I just came here, I just wanted to do my own shape of walking. Yeah. So then I got a buzzer. So I got a buzzer when I was in, like around Feb or something like that. Yeah. So 
the, the, the minimum requirement on the buzzer was that if you fail any subject, they take away the allowance. Mm. Oh, so that's why I was like, party, but always make sure that I'm like, fuck, I'm fighting for my life. I can't, fi- <laughs> I can't fail even a single subject. So that's why I moved that thing in court type. Because okay. I was under, under pressure in a way. Because mm-hmm. I just wanted to get it over and done with. But So that pressure is important. So, sorry to jump in there. Yeah. But that pressure is important because I did not bring for pressure. You would have been one, one of those that takes 10 years. <laughs> yeah, so Well, I used to do all the courses. And you know what the LCS is? No, they are great. They are great. They are great. But I, I feel like it was fun because, mm. like a lot of my friends, uh, unfortunately, one of my roommates didn't really make it because we would party like week in, week out, bro. Like, I don't want to lie. I think varsity life, you have to go there and just explore yeah. and see. It yeah. just a fight because I was used to smoke a lot of weed during that time. Okay, drink a lot, okay. but equally so. When, but I think one thing that I actually learned from Pasit, ne, mm-hmm. was that like, I know it's maybe it can come out in a not really in a bad way, but like slightly different. Because, say for example, if I go out on Friday, ne, yeah, if I go out on Friday, Saturday in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel guilt, mm-hmm. ne. Mm-hmm. That a gym start. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna spend the whole Saturday studying. Afternoon, mm-hmm. yeah. I want, yeah, and so that I can catch up. And late night. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I do. So what I've noticed, ne, is that like a lot of people who are not drinking or doing all sort of stuff, mm-hmm. they were failing because a Friday they're not drinking anything. Ne? They're sitting there watching series or whatever, right? So a Saturday they don't feel guilt. They don't feel the guilt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they don't put in that mu- much and work. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that I've learned from Vasito, like that pressure, man. Or even to go out and do bad stuff. Yeah. When you come back, you feel that you feel guilt or fuck. And then it pushes you in a way. <laughs> no, for real. And then it's gonna be a miracle. <laughs> We're getting what, what are you saying to the kids, bro? What are you saying to the kids? Do bad stuff. Do bad stuff on Friday and then good, do good stuff. That's no, what I'm saying, just do what works for you. Yeah, all, okay. Yeah. Do what works for you. Because let's say, for example, at a later part of my career, of oh, my first two years, many other like now I was doing part time. Yeah. In a later part. So what I started doing was that. Wait, um, you were studying part time. No, at a later part. Fourth year, I was doing part time. Because at fourth time, oh, no, good time teacher. He's always been a good time teacher. Part time. And do you not feel survivor's guilt, like when you yeah, are passing there and um, and you've left your friends there? Yeah. Is there nothing? Because we've always had those people in our lives yeah. who, when we're grooving, they're grooving with us, but but when it's passing, they're passing alone. No, <laughs> do you not have that? Yeah. No, you do, because obviously you want to succeed su- succeed with your mates and all that. Or but then the thing is, because um, certain things, it's really outside your control, because you're like, yo, bro, let's go and start. Mm. You can't really control whether the guy wants to, if he says he wants to go and say a chick, or what are you going to say? Mm. Or you can't really influence him to, the, to start him say. But going back to a point where I was talking about, like, what at a later part of my career, of my first years, mm. when I was partying, so what I used to do was that, like, I'll I'll study the whole day, the whole day. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I think I know it's a bit weird, okay, mm. but what really helped me was that, like, the clubs that opens at eleven going upwards, yeah? mm. like I would have Uswe doing that period. Yeah, yeah? Those those clubs used to help us in a way. I'll tell you why, because. It gives you an opportunity. We are looking to other things here. No, for real. Because we have a car, you know. 
No, it gives you an opportunity yeah. to start. Yeah. Because remember, mm. let's say for example, you come back, it's a Friday, mm. you study, you said, okay, shop, I want to go out, right? Yeah. Yep. A lot of people will go out on my six, seven, they're going to, to part. Why not you like, okay, you stay grounded and like, okay, yeah. let me study for four hours from six till eleven. Mm -hmm. I'll come, I'll go out from 11 upwards. Mm -hmm. During that period, that's the time where a lot of people are now sleeping. That's when you're going to buy. Mm. Or what? So that gives you an opportunity to, okay, sharp. I know Sui, uh, Sui or Kong or Taboo, it's only when I start getting Pekawa. Mm. So the whole day, I, can, I might as well just start mm. so that later on I can. That's the guilt pushing it. Exactly. <laughs> so now you've got that guilt, so I want to do it before. Yeah. So that if, even the next day, then you can wake up and say, fuck, I was partying the whole night. Let me yeah. study again. Yeah. I want during the day. Yeah. And then later on during the night. I, I still pretty much feel like most of the clubs, especially around Varsity, yeah. they should start opening late, man. So that they give people the chance to study. And then. Because, <laughs> I mean, how can you study when there's a club next door? Yeah. But I think I was like, during that period, I was not the ad and at that time, we all learned, oh, yeah. 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 I know. I know. Oh, when I'm it's interesting ah, time. But tell us, hey, uh, just to get into the school that element a bit more. <laughs> electrical engineer. <laughs> when someone hears electrical engineer, they think about ESCOM electricity. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe take us through the different types of electrical engineer and which one you are and how you made the decision to choose the one that you chose. Very funny, or like, I actually chose whatever so initially obviously like i think from a get-go when you say electrical engineering think yeah. escom you think maybe trustnet will yeah. for some other people yeah but then now i chose electrical right like i said my reasons was that i don't want a lot of things with dca i just want a lot of meds related physics related stuff because i was good at those things yeah. Yeah. so then i said okay cool then first year when i registered mm. i registered electrical engineering Okay. So I was gonna be an escom type of guy. Okay. 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 So after first year, and then look short instead. He was like, maybe he has a solution. You know, maybe maybe one day okay. you will go to sway, come back the next morning and get have a solution. But you left. Go there, You could have been getting now. So I don't worry. Like, so first year, ne? We in the same class. Literally, all of us, ne? Around about more four hundred people. Yeah. First year, mm. so they said, okay, from so they used to divide up in streams. So they say, okay, sharp. There's electronics, there's computer systems, there's instrumentation, there's uh, heavy current, which is your yes, traditional ESCOM stuff, right? And it's not heavy current, so, there's nothing going through it. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I, my reasons for changing to electronics were very weird, because. I realized, okay, so I, I asked people who were doing my second year, which one is like nice and all that. So they tell me, no, electronics and computer system is the most difficult one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, so when I was checking, when I was checking even on the class list, I realized, no, electrical engineer, there's too many of us here. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you going to get a job with this? Just, there's just way too many of us. So oh, exactly, exact. and a yeah. lot of other people say, no, electronics is a bit difficult. Yeah. And I was saying it for my, so I remember I was getting distinction going electrical, okay? okay. but electronics was suffering. I remember I got my 60 something, 50 something. Uh -huh. And at that time I was an A student. Uh -huh. and like, yes, yes, this thing is difficult. Yeah. Let me go for it. I think I'm going to survive there. Because okay. then it gives you that 
courage to like study a lot more yeah. but when you're doing something it's easy bro like yeah. uh. it's just like okay it's easy so which is actually funny because the later part when i did it it's like you know struggling you know, like hey, what? what's happened because <laughs> <laughs> before i was smashing okay, electrical yeah. i was killing i remember even our mates when they when, when they bring the script i was one of those students and they were 95 sure because yeah. they used to count like people that got 90 plus or all okay. all this that type of student but all electronics hey, I, was, I was suffering yeah. mm-hmm. and i realized i'm like yo i think i want to try this thing and see uh, how it works and also the fact that it wasn't really that packed in that class yeah because yeah. Like, almost everyone i think from high school they yeah. just think what electrical room yeah it's esco only to find out okay sure this computer system where mm-hmm. you don't even touch any equipment or anything like that mm-hmm. it's more programming Go on and then there's the automation side where like they do like the plc so basically let's say for example you would call cover code right um when they automate stuff like let's say when the truck comes in um then there has to be a pickup yeah and then the truck needs to like all those automated stuff so basically i think one of the other conversations we we're having earlier were like anything which is not automated yeah. literally anything almost anyone can do it yeah. right so those are routine where they become automated so that falls still within electrical engineering but more on the instrumentation part than the automation part mm. and i think the last part is electronics so which is something which a lot of people sort of struggle to understand like how does electronics fit in within the electrical engineering system right but people don't get to sort of like appreciate the fact that like when that the electronic side of engineering mm-hmm. of all from the electrical side it's actually their day-to-day basis right mm-hmm. but people don't really think of it that much mm-hmm. like a random example like your, your remote control mm-hmm. on a team with a press it's electrical engineering your mm-hmm. microphone right it's electronic uh, electrical engineering mm-hmm. which is on the electronic side mm-hmm. your telecommunication right mm-hmm. so when you want to make a cell phone call when we talk about like 4g 3g 5g all different generations networks, right? That's electronics. Mm-hmm. So that's more than the primary side of things. So, but then I think in SA, yeah, I think the market is not really that high because you you get to if you come to like one of these other big telecos and something that you probably feel like you're in a different camp because mm-hmm. all the expertise we get from outside mostly because a lot of South Africans are not really like dwelling too yeah, much into that well. space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So tell me, e electrical engineering. How does it intersect with the other fields of of engineering, such as your computer engineering or your mechanical engineering? Yeah. So let's say I'll give you a random example. Maybe you're looking in a telecom space, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't really. Um, let people know a lot more about this type of stuff right mm-hmm. so say for example um we're talking about like let's say telecommunication right mm-hmm. you have to make a cell phone call right so when we have to build like a tower for example right so you need all this different expertise from different engineering of which a lot of people don't understand but it's needed because mm-hmm. say for example if someone studies civil engineering mm-hmm. right they don't get to appreciate or okay if you start in electric, uh, civil engineering, you can still go and work within one of the big telecoms like your Vodacoms, your MTAs, your telecom, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Because civil engineering is there needed so that they can be able to resurrect a particular structure, right? Okay. And then you've got mechanical engineering, which is there 
to, to sort of support that part of the engineering side. So in, in order for you to put in the equipment, you need the mechanical side of it, right? Okay. And then you have the electrical side of it, or like when you put in that particular equipment, even let's say, even a solar, when you put in solar, there's both the physical side of it, which is more mechanical engineering, yeah. and also the civil side, it needs to be there so that we load it. For example, you could just put in maybe a heavy um, solar panel mm -hmm. on a particular structure, which is not adequately mm -hmm correct for that particular thing oh, yeah. so that's where everything intersects or like you need all these different type of engineering because it's not really one-sided you need almost every uh, facet of engineering in order for you to, to do a particular thing so obviously all these things they definitely do have some sort of cross-sectional uh, way, way of working mm -hmm. yeah. so when people are in IT, um, the minute they register for the course, everyone around is coming to them. I'm a computer. You, you're installing, you're installing apps on your aunt's phone. You're doing this <laughs> little IT. Yeah, that's what they They don't even care about what IT what is. Yeah. You know, as an electrical engineer, where did that start for you? And what have you done? Have you had to chew people's houses? Have you had to, you know, like how intense? Does it get for you guys? Bro, I remember at, at some stage, so the catcher was in like him, and my mom asked me if I can fix it. Bro, like even when people are wearing stuff, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is on the Which one is the ground here? And so I'm like, I don't even know. Even my grandmother, I remember the other time she called me, it's like, yo, no, uh, electricity is not switching off. <laughs> like, can you call someone to come and check this stuff? Because I don't even know what, what's happening here. <laughs> so, long story short, I think even if you did electrical engineering, I think what people don't understand or appreciate, we're like, we do a lot more fuel, right? And that's why in ASA, there's a, there's a lot of shortage here achievements right mm -hmm. of which people don't really appreciate yeah. that much because yeah, sure. you find a lot of people from outside they're the ones that do the actual real work you're right mm -hmm. so when let's say for electrifying a house mm -hmm. you find it's mostly like foreign people that does it in AC because everyone is just doing like the theoretical part of it we never really touch any equipment or any sort of um, wires or what in our life mm -hmm. I mean let's try those got shocked too many times <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm with you. I think now we want to go into sort of um, what you are doing now, right? Uh, we'll, we'll touch both on the work wise and also the DJ wing wise. Maybe you can talk a bit about you know what that's like and how does a typical week look for you or look like for you as a DJ or uh, or maybe let's start with the simplest thing okay. to that. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll jump into it. On a on a typical day, I think. Yeah. And uh, see. So, because like I said, so, cause I'm more on the software side of things, right? Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of software related stuff. You can almost confuse me with people that did IT. Mm -hmm. Because most of my work that I do, it's more strategic, more planning, and also a bit more analytics. Mm -hmm. So obviously the roles that I do it, it does um, advance with time and also with age or like, okay, sharp. Now you do more strategic stuff. Mm -hmm. You're no longer like physically going on like on the crowd and actually do the work. So yeah, and actually, yeah. actually maybe take us to what early career looks like mm. for someone that studied in the engineer. When mm. you start first out of varsity, 
what sort of opportunities are available and then how do you progress up the ladder? Okay, so I'll speak more on the electronic side, right? Because yeah, I've got more experience on yeah. that. So in most cases you find out, okay, Sharp, let's say um, you did electronics and then you want to explore more on the teleco side of it, right? Okay. Uh, so that means so like, so the different streams, there's people that are doing radio planning, like so typically you're planning your 4G network, 5G network, 3G network, and so on and so forth. And then you've got people that are working on the transmission side, so more on the back side of the um, engineering, right? Okay. And then there's different elements. So other, other people also venture to project management at a later stage of their career. But in most cases, let's say for example, myself, when I started off, I was doing more on the planning side, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, going out, going to do what you call drive testing. Mm -hmm. So basically, let's say for example, they put in a tower here, right? So we have to come and drive and make sure like the correct net, uh, correct signal it's, mm -hmm. um, it's working, right? Yeah. Everything is working according. So you do all this other minor stuff that a lot of people don't wanna do. Mm -hmm. want. So you go out, go do drive testing, you go and analyze, and see if there's any recommendation that you come, can come up with. Mm -hmm. Go and check other places where maybe there's no cell phone network. And then you just drive around and come back with, with information, give it to your normal your senior engineers. So in most cases, I, I think you do more, most of the groundwork mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't want to do. So you literally just collecting information for the senior engineers to, to work on the, on the date. And then at a later part of the your career, obviously, you're going to start now moving from front end to back end where you're now doing a lot more of the engineering side, like the actual planning of the stuff. So you're the one that now plans as to where should people go and drive, yeah, where should yeah. they go and analyze. And then after that, you start doing more strategic stuff. So long-term planning, right? Mm -hmm. So you start planning to say, okay, cool, um, maybe we need 6G where should we put it and for what purposes mm -hmm. so like i said so for myself hence i had to you know also like more on the business side right on the mba so when i did the mba it was more to fill in the gaps within the engineering side mm -hmm. and also the strategic side because the further you go up the ladder it's more business strategic right mm -hmm. so now you also need to start considering to say okay cool when we're doing such initiatives, how does it then benefit the, the organization? Equally so, how does it then benefit the clients? Or what? Mm. So now you start looking at things in that type of aspect. So that's why like, the more you go up, then you start thinking, like I said, more strategic and you've got more reason. You no longer have full ends on engineering, but you know it's sort of like a gap between the product side and the, um, the business side of things, yeah. So interesting, but tell me, you are a vibey guy. <laughs> um, what are some personality traits yeah. that you think make it easy for someone to do what you do? I think, firstly, like, wait, I think the question should be, is everyone in the next so there could be the exception. <laughs> 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 you know what I've noticed, right? Yeah. Just that I'm having done this test, but yeah. what I can tell you for, for a fact is that like a lot of people that are, that did electrical yeah. and IT yeah. mostly end up in DJ. Okay. That's part time. Okay. That's one thing I've, I think because... So the question is, the answer is yes. <laughs> so what are the similarities, you know, where they would want to do both? Yes. 
Like, is it the fine tuning of the frequencies? Like, like, <laughs> like, what is crossing? Where are they intersecting? Yes. The thing is, okay, so remember, so people that did electrical, IT, and stuff, right? Mm. They're, more, they're more exposed to softwares, mm. right? So it becomes easier for them to relate to softwares. Mm. So they, they're not really, like, faced when they see a software. Mm. They already know how to operate softwares. So it becomes a simple transition for them to move from that side to the other side. Mm. And going back to specifically why I think a lot of electrical engineers can move between that to the other side, right? Mm. It's because, like you said, frequencies, right? Those are stuff that we learn on electrical engineering, right? Yeah. When you talk about gains, when you talk about DBs, when you talk about, like, uh, attenuation, all those things we learn it from the engineering side, then it's easy to apply. So when you see something, even if it's like faint or what, you can already uh, locate, okay, sharp, this is a game, you know what it means. You see minus three dB, yeah. okay, minus three means, okay, it's half of something or what. So most of these things you can already relate when you see them. So it doesn't really like frighten you when you see all, all sort of stuff. Unlike someone maybe that never did physics or maths. So when they see like maybe so for engineers it becomes easy to relate or okay sharp um already say for example i want something which makes a loud noise right mm -hmm. we already know okay sharp they already total sort of a loud noise it ranges between x amount of frequencies so you already know id so you see guys to those who want to be djs <laughs> and your parents are doubting it and it's not technical or it's not a smart career not a real career please Please, <laughs> the man is explaining it. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I think in SA, I think the only problem that I see, and, and, I, and I feel like it's a bit of a disadvantage mm. for some kids, right? Because let's say, for example, in most cases, right? So you need people that can be able to afford you an opportunity, right? Mm. You also need a platform. You also need time, right? To grow yourself as a brand and so on and so forth. So if you don't have a financial backing, unfortunately, sometimes you might not really make it, right? Mm -hmm. Because people, unfortunately, they do take advantage of you and people, maybe they not take you serious because mm -hmm. you're not dressed in a certain way. Yeah. You're not really appeased. Uh, uh, but again, what's the correct way? You're not really like, you can't relate with them, basically. Because mm -hmm. in most cases, say for example, you want to get um, a particular bookie, right? yeah. and then they expect you to look in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, like, it's so funny. I remember one of the other books. I, I once went to another place. I won't mention the name there. <laughs> so, there, there, it was during the day. I was just wearing some shorts and flops. But I went there and said, no, um, I, I want to come and DJ and, and all that, right? So they told me, bro, minimum, we need to wear this label. Uh, I'm telling you, bro. Now like, you have to tell us the name. No, the, yeah, we need to, <laughs> now we need to know who, no, who are you people. You know the promise, right? And unfortunately, they are right to an extent, right? Because mm. say, for example, you go to a place, you're wearing things that doesn't relate to a certain thing, right? Mm. In most cases, right? I like how you're putting that. Like, he just doesn't want to say <laughs> yeah. cheap brands. Is that why? <laughs> Is that maybe why some DJs we see on Instagram, not naming anyone, are wearing Louis Vuittons that don't exist in the, in the shops, in the cushions, that only the promoters are putting on our DJs. Is this the only one? Like, even cushions, like, we make that. Is that why that maybe might be more prominent in your industry? 
I tell you an example, right? Uh -huh. and, and I'm telling you, you probably do it subconscious. Right? Everyone does it. Okay? Yeah. Say, for example, if I come to you yeah. wearing a certain brand, yeah. okay? and I say, let's say for, um, I charge 20,000 per hour. How? Firstly, you're going to look at me. Yeah. Has this man ever seen 20,000 in his bank accounts? Yeah, but that's true. Uh, right? Mm. Maybe I'm wearing, I don't know, some random name. Yeah. You don't even don't name them, so the petition go. So we know what to wear. No, I, I, I'm not trying to look down on certain brands, but yeah. I'm just saying, I know there's elite brands, that's fashionable brands and so on. So if I come to you and say, I charge 20,000 per hour, and you're looking at me like, has this man ever seen 20,000 in his bank account? Yeah. You're most likely going to be like, yes, ah, you're clowning. Or when you're gonna say this man is clowning. Yeah. Or what? Mm. But if I come there, I'm wearing Gucci, LV everywhere, mm. and I say I charge five thousand. Mm. You're gonna feel guilty doing yourself. Mm. Mm. All right. How does it this mm. man came with the This man came with the V classes using an iPhone. Yeah. He's wearing LV. He says charges five thousand. Yeah. Now, let me take it. Mm. Or what? That means there's people that have already paid so much. Yeah. That's why I can afford this type of lifestyle. So it's a psychological thing. Mm. The same thing, let's say for example, if you want to book someone, let's say remember example, for a wedding, right? Mm. And then they come to you and they're like, yeah, oh, I take videograph, ne? Mm. And this guy was using a taxi, coming there. <laughs> Are you gonna trust the man? You've never seen his work. He just came with the text. He said he wants to take the, 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 the thing, a video for, for your wedding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When are you want to take, maybe you want to do the wedding, like a perfect videographer or whatever. Mm -hmm. This man came with the, with the, with the text. Mm -hmm. That's here. Mm -hmm. And you ask him, where do you stay? No, Roma, what, what, what? You don't even know this, that place. Mm -hmm. And then this man said, he's talented. Mm -hmm. Are you going to pay the man? You're gonna ask for a lot of references, isn't it? Yeah. yeah let me let me see what. Let me see what he's Hey, doing. let me I see. Oh, what? Yeah. I think branding and an appearance yeah. makes it easier to Same trust stuff. that this person has had access yeah. to certain software. Has said, like, if I see my graphic designer using an using you know it's like oh he he you know exactly. he's not gonna say it froze yeah you know um because if i said i i i'm a graphic designer it has which computer is it? <laughs> no i said uh, you know uh, he sometimes hit it <laughs> <laughs> if someone co comes through to you in it mm. i am a graphic design immediately after that this guy has an ipad mm. macbook mm. and all that and for a graphic i charge five thousand yeah you're gonna be like okay my man and maybe four thousand yeah what do you mean yeah. right you're gonna start negotiating but within the range yeah isn't it yeah. you're not gonna say i'll give me 100 bucks yeah. although a graphic can be 100 bucks yeah. depends who's asking so are you so are you working so that you can afford to be taken seriously as a DJ. hundred percent. Yeah, okay. Basically, because yeah. the thing is, I don't like, you have to find yourself and so that people take yourself serious, yeah. take you serious. Mm -hmm. Like if you pull up, um, like I said, wearing certain brands and all that, mm -hmm. and you go to speak to people and say, okay, sharp, I want to come and work at your place. Mm -hmm. Immediately, sometimes they'll even feel guilty. They're like, ah, no, no, I will only afford maybe per month mm -hmm. or something like, already like they're being apologetic. Mm -hmm. But if you go there without wearing a specific thing, mm -hmm. and you tell them, I want to be a resident there, they can even say, I'll give you a six pack. <laughs> or what? Because you're not wearing Exactly. You'll never have the guts to tell someone, 
Apparently, it's butchered. I'll give a six-pack to Gigi. You can't. Do you think you can? No. You no. won't have those guts. So, so going back to image, mm. um, other engineers, uh, like your civil engineers, mm. have got the boots <laughs> and, the, and the reflector and the chista or the diesel brand to announce to people that they're engineers. Yeah. What do electrical engineers have? Jeez. Electronics? Very, uh, uh, <laughs> like, what's like, how do the girls know? Okay. Uh, but I think electronics is a bit difficult. I it's think, not sexy. Uh, nah, it's not. I think what I've, what I've noticed that they've got that startup pack here, electronics. I don't know if you've noticed. Like they say, that Chino, what uh, operate Chino, okay. and what check check nyan. Yeah. Brown shoes and like that. yeah. that's like a startup guy and he's software engineer. That's what I see. That's a typical so but in most cases they probably mostly relax because in most cases if say for example working in software, yeah. not really like a lot of people are just relaxed. They don't they don't really have like any particular outfit. So it's really hard to judge like an electronic engineer from Prime. Really you guys don't have the double caps. Ah nah, next. Uh, we don't have cabs, we, don't, we have nothing, we're just there, for, for, we're just engineers because of the name. Oh, you're chill. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so basically what we've learned today, kids, is <laughs> for you to be successful as an electrical engineer, you have to be vibing, and for you to be successful as a DJ, you need to wear it easy. Yes. <laughs> but have a look at this. Right? That's what you notice, especially Deep House DJs. Yes. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. A lot of Deep House DJs, just that a lot of you don't say. <laughs> deep House DJs have full-time jobs. Yeah, almost all the Deep House DJs have got full-time jobs. Because mm, there's no money in, in... Not really because of money, but like... Yeah. Because, okay, so remember already, we're already playing in the niche market, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm. It's not really that marketable that much because yeah. of people want to dance and all that. Mm. So you need to sustain yourself so that you don't become frustrated. Yeah. Mm. Because if you want to tell yourself, because, I mean, think about it. How many successful devout DJs do you know? Chances are. How many do you know? Yeah, the LSU. I mean, we should be named names. You can. Oh, we just only want to hear. Well, it's bad you don't want to name Give me an example of a deep house DJ. That Dark. Mbo. What's the Mbo? Yeah. Uh, what are you laughing about? <laughs> okay, another one. Uh, I guess Black Coffee could sort of... Black Coffee and then his crew. So, Black Coffee and... Uh, who's the guy where it is? Petty, learn the thick. Petty, you don't know the thick. They learn the thick. You know the thick. Okay, but... I, let, let, but everyone that you mentioned, you don't have But almost everyone that you mentioned there, yeah. I don't know what's the classification of what we call really deep house, okay. but that's more for check. Let's be okay. Honest. Okay. I guess I guess when you are in the market, you know there's Afrotech. There's Afrotech. If people are not doing voshos listening to it, it's deep house. That's it. No, but if I watch, I'd be like, Afrotech is that one. Yeah. There's that T. Thing. Like okay, this house is who? Boma, Vinita Vince. Yeah. Just those. Yeah, that's oh. more. Oh, and Shazam. Yeah. yeah. Why do you guys take pride in no one being able to find your song? Oh is that not a marketing uh, sabotage on your part? If yeah. you're playing a nice song, why do you guys take pride in the fact that we can't find your song? Yeah. 
Let's get you. So I'm like, at this point in time, the 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 ways people want exclusivity, yeah. they probably only want a song being produced for you. For you, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. just you. <laughs> That's how. Like people just want to have like exclusivity in terms yeah. of like the music and all that. I, and I think maybe I don't know. Maybe that might be one of the limitations why Deep House has never remained the crown runner. So mm. because it's all those people that within the niche market they want to protect it. You ask someone, hey, this song, like, nah, it's gonna be released next month. Yeah. Or what? The time when it gets released, people already over it. So that's why, like, this is an example, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're talking with a couple of meters of ours as well. When, like, in most cases, if you, if you check, you so called real deep house, man. Yeah. At this point in time, it's only an AC. Outside, they say you'll never find this, this, this. Deep house, this jammer. Bro, I'm yeah. telling you, if you go outside, it's Afrotech. One way. That's why I like successful DJ like our shims have a black of the play Afrotech. I guess it makes sense uh, when I think about it in terms because people from Europe don't want to hear what people in Europe are producing. Mm-hmm. They want to hear what people everywhere else is producing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Afrotech, because it's exclusive to us, or I think that's what they want to hear because they want to be able to see. I've got the hardest thing from Africa. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's the reason but, why I think they want yeah. Afro tech. But I wanna soulful music. It's nice um, for, for 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 passive listening. Okay, right for vibes. Vi- yeah, for ambience mm. and all those. That's why if you check me, what I've started noticing what like a lot of soulful house, especially going to if you check, they've got a lot of streams because mm. people listen to them, especially yeah, when they're in the other background and all that. Yeah. Obviously, you can't really listen to Afrotech. Sometimes it just makes noise. Imagine two o'clock during the day, you listen to better. It's just nice. <laughs> but it's nice for vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why, personally, I produce Soulful House. Oh, so you produce as well? You didn't get into the plot. You're still now slipping it in as if you spoke about it in the beginning. As if And then, where does the producing fit in there? Wait. Obviously, okay, so the, the, the production side, I don't like, I, I like a certain type of sound, right? Okay. So what I, what I started doing was I, like, I realized, okay, shit, I like this type of sound, mm-hmm. but maybe there isn't enough production for it. So why not just learn and do that one? But that, obviously, I don't really do it for money. Or what? Mm-hmm. I just do it for passion. Mm-hmm. Because if I check, in most cases, even when I'm checking the streaming numbers, right? Mostly during the day, you can even check with like what time of the day do people actually because there's this other thing where you can actually track. In most cases, you can see during the day that's where a lot of people listen to soulful music mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So you just create that because if you check, there's a sometimes there's you producing what you feel like it's really like from the bottom of your heart mm-hmm. and DJing something a bit different. Not really, it's not from the bottom of your heart, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to give people what they want. And, and that's, that's where, you know, I, I get lost a bit with Deep House uh, DJs. Because Deep House DJ, when I think about what a DJ does, and you correct me, Zambua, a DJ plays the music that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. But a Deep House DJ plays the music that no one knows. <laughs> it's like, if you don't know it, yeah. that's when he's like, yeah, I know I'm perfect. <laughs> 
But I guess people take pride. I mean, obviously, all, almost all the genres, obviously, people do take pride in playing something that people don't know or what's specific. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes... I uh, they, 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 they take it too far. They take it too far. They take it too far. People are just chilling. They will play 19 songs that you know. Yeah. And they just one song. Yeah. You guys play 19 songs that no one knows. We can't sing along. And you're there alone. No. No, but the only thing is this. Even the people that are there at the event, the yeah. deep house event, it's mostly dudes, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> the dudes at the deep house events, they feel it, even though I don't know it. Yeah. And, and, yeah, but no, deep, you know, and like, deep house actually is a cheap genre. I'll tell you why. Yeah. If you listen to a deep house song yeah. from 35 years ago, Oh, and you listen yeah. to a deep house song from two days ago. Yeah. It's exactly the same. They sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one thing, ne? It's the same. It's the exact same. I'm old. Now one thing that I actually started realizing, uh, like, um, I think another problem that I showed deep house mm. is that like deep house people tend to play to peace their fellow deep house people, uh, DJs. Oh, and that's one thing that yes, makes yes. a lot of people not really to progress. Yes. Or because it's like they, they want to play for their fellow DJs to mm. And oh. the are not paying. Exactly. They're not buying the tickets, they're not buying the booth. Exactly. The they're just sitting there with you. They want to please like their fellow DJs. Wow, wow. wow. Oh, you're shy. Proud yourself. Proud yourself. Are the homies? Yeah, they're literally chilling there waiting for like, okay, to get those uh, things. But uh, I think um, also what separates people from like being a good DJ and also like the normal DJs go like, sometimes you have to like go the floor, understand like where people, you can play in yeah, at least one or two in yeah, exclusive music, but if you have exclusive music, what I've, what I've seen, ne? just that I won't mention the names, people that are really successful in the deepest place, ne? Wait, Wait, now you don't want to make me yeah. no, no, It's not I'm going to keep up. No, I'm going to keep up, my man. Okay, check. Are we, are we mentioning names? Mention okay. names. Like the successful okay. ones. The, the, the successful ones, right? Yeah. In most cases, they can be, they've got a good blend and a good balance between the exclusive and non-exclusive. And in most cases, if they're playing exclusive, you're familiar maybe with the vocals, but it's a different beat. Oh, but, so they do a lot of remixes. I see. They yes. play a lot of remixes and they play around with like, um, let's say for example, like now, if you check, there's a lot of from Amapi and not mix of Deep House, mm. right? So they know, okay, sharp, I'll get the card going with the vocal side of it, mm -hmm. but then the beat, it's some, it's Deep House, because, because yeah. and Amapia. yeah, and, and the thing is, unfortunately, you can't really ignore the wrath of Amapi, and that's, that thing, it's definitely like, here yeah, to stay, because a lot of people thought, okay, maybe at first it's just going to be a bubblegum music, or, gonna be like, cool. yeah. or what, yeah. but now it's evolved, like, it's too much, because yeah. then, like, it's now musical. Yeah. What happened with Amapiano? Um, because the Amapiano that I'm hearing now is very different to the Amapiano that I heard over 2012, 2018, yeah. Yeah. and in the sense that Amapiano used to be this one song, it's 12 minutes long. Yeah. It actually has sounds yes. as a piano. Yes. It's uh, being listened to by those men um, who wear shiny denim <laughs> pants, tucked <laughs> in. Shiny belts. Shiny belts. The t-shirt. Yes. And then, like, those ATM scammers. Like, yeah. Wanna... yeah, but you're ATM scammers, you know? <laughs> you know, like, Quite yeah. you know, 
And to what it is now, and it's still being called Amapiano, aren't you like, you're still the name from music Wamakinza, uh, and you took it and commercialized it, and you've now taken their name as well. Like, what happened there? When was that shift? Mother Chad, I mean, I. I don't really know the whole history and all that, but what I've noticed for like, if you check the difference between the Deep House and our piano, right, at this point in time, you can't really differentiate in most cases. It's yeah, only like no, very it's... few elements that, it's literally just... I don't even know what it is anymore. For me now, it, it actually just depends on the artist. I mean, if he says he's an Amar Piano artist, then... <laughs> I mean, it's an Amar Piano song. Well, check, but... check only cubs. Cubs are before. Remember, comes was also yeah. Paul Azafi. Yeah. Mm. He was doing debuffs. Yes. And then it it started doing Amapia. Yeah. So a lot of if in fact a lot of debuffs people actually moved from the city. And the and the, the ones that I think from what I've seen, yeah. they're the ones that really introduced the musical side of the Amapia. Because mm. mm. before it was just you know that noise. It was just noise. That yeah. one that just makes noise. So now they started bringing Amapods started bringing pads, mm -hmm. they started bringing like all these different elements, mm -hmm. they also started bringing like nice vocals. Because before okay. it, it used to be like just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they started bringing people that really sing, so on our own side, all these people that really can sing. Because okay. I don't remember in, in Deep House, we do have like an element of Deep House just without vocals, but the Deep House, if you check like from way there, it revolves around good sound and a nice vocalist in most cases and and i don't know if you recall the time when there was a period where my piano was doing a lot of remixes uh, deep house mm -hmm. touch the sky yeah, for yeah, all this because yes. that's why if you check even let's say for example um uh hopefully i'm not gonna get uh for it like let's say for example uh see mm -hmm. a of the case mm -hmm. okay yeah and yeah that's a uh, um, a deep house song, mm. oh, right? Okay. Remember that song? Oh, 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 hold on, so they're not messing with that. Yeah, such yeah. things. So, so a lot of these things they've got like that. No, but Akili Casper is a very humble dude. I don't think he's too much. He's very <laughs> yeah. So it's deep house hard to end. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not being only said that reference probably like other genres. Mm -hmm. In most cases, then this is balance it out. That's what I've seen. But yeah. It's, it's a very successful commercial genre that we've actually imported from AC. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of our proudest exports, I think. Vietnam, yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Let's <laughs> have you guys were hearing on my piano. I'm not hearing music. That's what. Now you are changing it. You are adding yourself in the equation. Everybody is the hate. Bro, yeah. No, it was. It was. Every myself. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. They're messing with the culture. They're messing with the culture. Yeah. No, but it's fine. So, so tell us more. You were still telling us about the production side. How did you get into that? You said uh, you, you did it because you were looking for a certain sound that you know, like it wasn't enough. Yeah. And then you started. Was it like a trial and error thing? Or did you have someone teach you how to do the production? Uh, lucky enough, at least I've got a lot of friends that does uh, production. Okay. But I learned a lot of maybe seventy percent of my stuff from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, like literally the first song that I made, I literally learned maybe seventy, eighty percent of the stuff from YouTube. From YouTube. Oh, one. And I then a track from YouTube. The other that would. Okay. 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 
so I learned a lot of stuff from YouTube. Um, and also like, because a lot of my friends are also producers. Well, okay. I can also like, when we do studio sessions, mm. I used to check, okay, sharp. Maybe I can get this and this. And also remember like, I think it also starts with the mind, mm. right? Because the, the learning on how to do is just some of the other things. At least if you have an idea of what you want. Yeah. What, so that's why like, there's always this confusion about, that's why people always say, ah, no, this guy can't produce, mm. this guy can't do this. Because in most cases, right, like, especially like this so-called big name artist, né? they've got people that are doing the background work. Yeah. Né? Yeah. And then they've got the vision. Mm. But okay, sharp. I want a song like this, right? And then, because it's always fun every time when people discredit certain so-called uh, co-producers mm. and people that are producing, but they can't really like do the stuff physical, you know? <clears throat> because you say, okay, sharp. Maybe they say, no, nah, when are you my ghost producing, right? Mm. And you're producing for me. Mm-hmm. But when you produce for yourself, you don't... I can't find the same success. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. right? In most cases, because let's say I've got an idea. Mm. I'm like, yo, I want a song that sounds like X, Y, and Z and all that. And then I also guide you. I'm like, no, I don't think this one, sensory Kenya, I think yeah. the break should be here. Mm. I think this should be here. So it's one of those things that it's always like, um, downplayed or like mm-hmm. those people that can really direct it's more of a director than anything else because mm-hmm. they can direct to say okay I want this type of sound I want it to break here I want it to start here I want this type of shaker I want this type of a kick or what mm-hmm. so they're more like they're producers but they're not necessarily they don't necessarily have to click and to use the instruments mm-hmm. to be able to produce because in most cases you say okay sharp this guy it's got a ghost producer, for example. Mm-hmm. But then the ghost producer, what can the ghost producer do his own thing and be successful as him? No, because the guy has an idea. Mm-hmm. So that's more on the strategic side of the business. Mm-hmm. Rather than, because I think someone would actually really put it nice, sort of like there's a difference between a beat maker and a producer. Mm-hmm. Right? In most cases, people tend to, to, to confuse it. Mm-hmm. But a beat maker can be a producer. Mm-hmm. Right? But a producer doesn't necessarily mean they can be a beat maker. Mm-hmm. Or what? So a producer, I think that in umbrella terms means someone that has an idea that can have like an overall idea or what. But then the beat maker will actually makes a beat. Because I thought I can get a drama and say, okay, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte do it like this. Yeah. And I get a, a guy that does guitar and okay, do it like this. A guy that specializes the keyboard, do it like this. Yeah. And then overall, I combine that thing and then I come up with the song. Oh. Or what? First, yeah. So I think that they want to give producers the same pressure that they give rappers. Like everyone else can have a songwriter, yeah. except for Trikovac. <laughs> <laughs> like Trikovac needs to be there. So, hey, you know when we get into the DJ, you get very passionate. <laughs> that we even, for, we even forget that you're sometimes an electrical sometimes. engineer. Yeah. So <laughs> When the weather changes. You know, this said this needs a pay sleep. Mm. So tell me, how do you stay current um, with advancements in technology in the field of um, electrical engineering? Yeah, so I think the, the most interesting thing, especially for myself, because I'm really passionate about technology. Mm. So the technology side for me, it's just nature. Okay. And I always write like blogs, especially on LinkedIn, I always write blogs about like the current technology. Um, we write? Blocks. Uh, uh, on LinkedIn. Yeah, I write blogs. Uh, do you mind giving us just your, like, how do people find you on it's, LinkedIn? It's in the name of Mudao. On the name of Mudao. Yeah, so it's Dao N D O N D. The one with the beard. 
So, but I, I read a lot of blogs. Um, yeah. So, I think writing blogs ne, yeah. also gives you, um, a, a sort of like gives you, makes you want to stay relevant. Mm. Yeah. I want, so that you don't become complacent mm. and just chill. So, every time you notice the okay, sharp, what's the next big thing? I want yeah. to think, okay, sharp, maybe now this EC, okay, sharp. How do I stay relevant and start writing about DC? Mm-hmm. Then you start writing on Keshav um, and start educating people on Keshav. There's no need for physical SIM card. How can we then migrate people from physical SIM card to like new electronic SIM card? Always, I join like even forums, uh, let's say like, for example, 6G forums, 5G forums, and just try to see okay, sharp, what advancements can we do so that people can get better experiences. So, you always like try to to associate associate yourself with all these different forums, or what, mm-hmm. so that you can stay relevant. And the thing is, also like the fact that you're a bit senior at work, mm-hmm. there's people that you still need to also mentor in health, right? Mm-hmm. So they always come with questions. Mm-hmm. So you always have to try and put uh, more effort into learning and and understanding. Because sometimes it was some use pride of this when you give people answers. So, what, yeah, so you yeah. try by almost to stay relevant to that aspect. But the thing naturally, obviously, because I just like tech, so it's natural for me to just stay at a level just that as well. Yeah. No, uh, so I'm actually happy that you mentioned LinkedIn. Um, I created a LinkedIn account years ago Ooh. and I didn't use LinkedIn for maybe five, six years. And coming to like coming back to see what it is now, mm. where I'm even seeing comments from people saying, "No, uh, my last three jobs I got via LinkedIn." Yeah. What advice would you give to uh, people, um, new graduates, on what should they do with their profiles? How should they get more um, uh, more engagement? Because I mean, everyone has been doing Facebook and everyone has been doing Twitter. We understand them, but what are the uh, LinkedIn ways to actually get yourself an interview, get yourself a job, and get yourself noticed by recruiters. Yeah, because I've actually got two of my jobs actually also from them by LinkedIn. From LinkedIn? Yeah, I got directly from LinkedIn. Like I said, because I write a lot of blogs, right? Mm-hmm. So when people, when you write about stuff that you do and they feel like you're passionate about it, mm-hmm. it's easy for them to even like hit you up. I remember. I won't mention the company, but one of the other CTO once even like literally sent me a DM and said, Sharp, we see we're passionate about this. Do you mind? What's the CTO to you know, people that they know? Oh, a chief technical officer. So that's like a like, highest level ranking in terms of like uh, engineering side. Or technical. Oh. So there's a difference between a chief technical officer and a chief technology <laughs> officer. No, it's actually used interchangeably. Oh, so it's just a semantic thing. Yeah. yeah. Other, the other one is more technical. The other like DJ and player. Yeah, but in most cases, right? So if you write, because in most cases, like if you check LinkedIn a lot, mm-hmm. but that always writes, especially about their job, you only see them like frequently, mm-hmm. right? And then they get a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm. People from almost a similar thing. Like, for example, you can just randomly write something, like equation, maybe like, and I remember, I think my last post, I was talking about like how people are misconfusing IoT. 
right? And then just repurposing IoT. What is IoT? Oh, Internet of Things. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah so, do right, you mind just quickly going into that? Yeah. What uh, Internet, Internet of Things? As quick. So, so basically, yeah. So basically, like IoT is just this new investment, or like, okay, cool. Um, let's say, what's a typical example? Let's say cows, right? You want to pet cows. Maybe we've got cows, maybe we've got livestock, we do livestock farming. Yeah. So you can put in like a sensor in all your cows. So that oh. you don't have to like, maybe in the rural areas, you don't have to just think, hey, maybe those cows are that side or that side. Yeah. So you can just put in sensors. So already you can just check on the app where your phones, or where your cows. Mm -hmm. And then you can just go and follow them. So it's maybe like this whole, the, the fridges that sense when there's no milk. Yeah. And then, and then just then uh, uh, order. uh, ordering it. Because my printer has that. <laughs> Well, it, it, well, it tries to, but I don't trust it enough to get to load my card. No, because it's going to order in good, you know, and, and then take my petrol money. That's the thing, but no petrol. But it actually has that option where if the ink runs out, it can order from the, well, I won't mention the manufacturer because I'm not happy with them. But yeah. Okay, yeah, so basically the, that's more on the internet of things, like I said. So such things i think they keep people engaged or like okay cool this guy is actually doing what he loves so, mm. so i think it's very very cheap for people especially on linkedin mm. to always position themselves and try to at least give direction of what is it that we love mm. because in most cases i think you can always get someone to do anything right yeah. but if people are doing something that they love i think mm. it's actually an extroverted bonus mm. or one especially to the employee because if i'm doing something that i'm really passionate about mm. then like i only Oh, I've got like 90% or 99% focus on it. Or I'm not just doing it to get a paycheck. Obviously, that's an end goal, obviously. Because mm. I mean, we just don't want to work for free. Mm. Yeah. But equally so, you also yeah. need to get compensated. Mm. But doing something that you really love, I think, is an added bonus. And a lot of people will actually with this. Because in most cases, bro, like like I said, I always write, write blogs, write about things and also just also positioning your LinkedIn in such a way that every recruiters find it easy for you to to relate to like what is it that this guy's are about or what even that uh that about pay thing that on, on LinkedIn I think it's also quite important to just write to okay sharp I'm passionate about this I do this yeah um and I've got a I've got quite a, a wide network I think in about fifteen thousand connection or something like that well something that yeah but, uh, a huge connection. Hey, you also have me on LinkedIn, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've seen my blogs. Yeah. People don't know who you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, you. You. Like <laughs> <laughs> XG. Okay. So goes bro. Yeah. We have a goes bro. What's your goes bro? Yeah. And both of them are X. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you you touched on something very uh, important that I feel I, I want to hear your your thoughts on it hey. and how you approach it. Hmm. Mentorship. Ne? How you? What do you think of mentorship? You think it's valuable? You think everyone needs a mentor? Uh, and if it, what you can take us through your journey of mentorship, yeah. being mentored, being a mentor to people, how did that worked out in your life? I try by all means to try to get a mentor, but yes, I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Wait, is it, is it you that can't keep up or the people can't keep up with I you? I keep up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the commitment of going to like follow someone and all that, it's, yeah, it's a bit different. But, mm. but I think it's quite important mm. to have someone that at least gives you a bit of sense of direction. You know? yeah. Because, like for example, you'll never know what 
if you already hit the ceiling or not. Mm. I want if you don't have the mentor, right? Mm. So it's quite important to also just I do have people that I look up to and people within my space that I also ask for advices and so mm. and so forth. Because you might find okay, shall maybe pay less salary, getting three hundred thousand. We think, oh, that's like the best salary in the whole world. Mm. Mm. But then if you have a mentor that tell you, no, bro, that's that's just not exactly what that's my petrol they'll tell you okay maybe other people you need to within your field in the same right maybe they're already aiming 600,000 or maybe they give you a sense of direction as well or okay shall we think maybe you're lacking this type of uh, traits or maybe add more on maybe you don't talk a lot or what you do a lot of stuff goes goes funny but you don't even talk about it you don't even know how to position yourself so that people can take you serious or maybe you don't know how to position yourself so that people can see what you do or what because there's people that are good at what they do but they don't have the capabilities of being able to market themselves and make sure like people understand what is it that they do or so such things i think you also need a bit of guidance or maybe you talk too much Okay. <laughs> so you might also need guidance or don't 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 talk about those things yeah. that's not the right place mm. you shouldn't say such things so you always need a bit of guidance mm. so i think it's quite important for someone to really have someone at least not really like mentor you have to meet up with them every week or whatever yeah. or what, but every now and then you can just ask them, what do you think i, should, I need to improve on yeah so obviously yourself introspection you do but at least you also need an external validation from someone to tell you okay shop maybe this is how you need to improve good mm. things maybe yeah. you're not doing enough of this or maybe you do too much of this mm. Mm. yeah that's great and i and i think you you sort of touched on it um in a way that that sort of uh dispels a lot of what people think mentorship is because mm. i think people think you go to a person and you sign some sort of like and then say you are my mentor <laughs> yeah let's sit down and have a meeting and but sometimes it means just being a, a role model, some, mm. someone that you yeah. can look at from afar mm. and say, or, or, or they don't have to be like your BFF or anything, mm-hmm. but it's someone that you can approach to give you that external uh, perspective, mm. uh, which obviously you can't get from yourself. Mm. Uh, someone to role model what success looks like in your, in your certain field. Yeah. And, and, and someone to hold you accountable as well to say, I can't disappoint this person. Mm. You know, people are able to disappoint themselves, but when you think about disappointing the next person, it demands a bit more physical. Mm. So, Nons, um, you touched on it a bit earlier, right? You said um, on, at different stages of your career, there's different uh, competencies and skills that you need, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the example that you gave was that uh, you realized that you needed the business acumen in which business and for that. Can you touch on that a bit more uh, and explain to our viewers um, what are the what are the skills that are needed at different levels within your specific career? Because I want all our guests to be able to be with their hours like in you know, their specific industries and, and um, jobs. What is it like both in the electrical, which is the side hustle, and <laughs> in the yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, okay. Let me give you an example, right? Um, so when you started from, like I said, as an engineer, right? So literally like doing all this manual stuff, doing data collection and all this other stuff for for engineers, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go up to the lead, you need to start looking at the finance side of things, right? Because mm-hmm. they give you budget. Now you're running a budget, right? You need to do like your general investment analysis mm-hmm. while buying certain things. So, so that part, unfortunately, it's a part that you never learn from engineering, mm-hmm. right? It's 
you do learn it to an extent because obviously you do project management and all those stuff. But I think from it's actually totally different when you learn it, like we actually learn finance. Because mm-hmm. say for example, they give you a budget, every company, they say five hundred million, mm-hmm. right? You don't even know what is capex, what is opex. You don't even understand that like, that level. Mm-hmm. So you get confused if you're just an engineer coming from ground level and you've never had to understand or what is capex, what is opex. At that point in time, no one has ever told you. Mm-hmm. Or so that language altogether, it just totally uh, it's mind blowing mm-hmm. if you've never learned the the, the, the other side of what mm-hmm. we let's say for example, when economics are like um, marketing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you put in a particular product, right? So already because you learned from the business school or okay, sharp, you need to know how to do marketing, you need to know segmentation, you need to know like your product uh, positioning and all those sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So before I did MBA, I never used to understand. I was just doing things for the fun part of it. Because I think most engineers, they've been driven by just doing innovation and all sorts of stuff. They don't really think of like, how's this really going to benefit? the end use or what yeah. not not really like everyone uh, thinks like that but i'm just saying what, like it's all about numbers mm-hmm. it's all about the physics part of it whether it really does enhance to i think in most cases like you tend to learn it at a later stage right mm-hmm. so back to my full-time job on the teaching side there or like so <laughs> the business side ne, of things and 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 i think you, you tend to like also get to learn how to do your, your positioning of yourself as a brand. Mm-hmm. Because before before you, you get to learn like how to position yourself, mm-hmm. what what to target and what not to target. Before if you've never really went to like a business school or have some sort of understanding on how to run a business, mm-hmm. even from the DJ side, you will really suffer because you will try to do almost everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when you went to business school you start understanding okay shall I'm this type of an artist, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a popular artist. I'm trying to be an artist who's going to make money, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first position that you're going to position yourself as, right? Mm-hmm. Now you start uh, positioning yourself to say, okay, cool. Instead of me trying to be popular and playing at all these big venues, why don't I position myself to be a corporate type of DJ? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you make a, a, a lot of money from doing earlier functions, yeah. right? You're doing maybe uh, kick off functions yeah. from companies, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. something that a lot of other people don't really mm-hmm. think of, right? Because everyone say DJ, first thing, oh, like when you're cafe, or what? And only to find out, maybe there isn't even a lot of money in that space. Or what? But then, it just looks like, it just looks like, or what? You're on the fly. But you're on the fly, or what? But then, Think about it, you start thinking, okay, sharp, end your function, what company it's right? You go there and then uh, they, they booked a DJ who's yeah. playing on the deal, mm-hmm. right? And they pay like a full rate. Corporate rates. Corporate rates. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. sharp. The, that guy comes there, Ajala, two hours, three hours, he comes sound and do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. In most cases, I'm I'm quite sure, like a lot of times, when you check India functions, yeah. any company, they don't even bring a headliner DJ. Mm. They just bring someone. Who, mm, oh, this yeah. guy's a DJ. And then we check the IT guy. The IT guy. Oh, and when you check the invoice of the person, actually, it's killing it. Yeah, really? They're killing it more than even people that are really popular wow. and all sorts of stuff. Oh, and then there's no pressure to wait. Exactly. <laughs> 
And also remember the network you also get it from business school. Yeah. Ah, yes. I mean, okay. A random example. Remember we went to Mutsuan. Right? Hopefully it did say Paul and Tony. We went to Mutsuan. So remember, I was playing with Mutsuan. Yeah. Right? I got booked by a mate from business school. So those are some of the other things that you get to learn through networking to say, okay, cool. I can get to also play within other spaces. Yeah. I was doing, what was it, any functional marathon or something yeah. like that, DJ, like that thing. But it's something that you can never think of yeah. as a DJ because the only thing people just think DJ, DJ, so you also get to learn from the other side, okay, cool, position yourself in this market, right? And also, another thing that I was saying about, like, also, in terms of the way that you position yourself, right? I know, okay, Sharp, I won't play for this spot. Okay, so it's also being selective about where you plan to sit. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't go and play go a nightclub. A nightclub? Yeah, I'm a deep house DJ. So it also gives you that thing to think, yeah, or like, because you find out like this, there's a guy who's playing deep house. He plays so full house, but you know what I go to? Walk home. Walk home. You're a DJ, okay, sharp again, but what are you trying to achieve? So it also gives you that sort of level of thinking to say, okay, sharp, you know how to position yourself. And also, you also think of other things of like upselling and cross-selling. As a teacher. Hey, the MBA is clean right now. It's saying all the things. My ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้
But like I said, for me, on the DJing side, right, I position myself, I don't really care whether I'm on a lineup or anymore. But I've never, I've never seen my uh, a poster which came by and I was made more. Fortunately, okay. oh, whenever you are made, you made it. Even if it's like, it's there <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but I think on the DJ side, man, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing was like playing in the UK. Mm-hmm. DJing oh. in the UK. That was like the biggest. You're an international DJ, my man. Why do you not say? Why do you not say? We're feeding you uh, hot wings now. We could have, we could have done better. This is international. It's too good. I think DJ for UK. Uh, yeah, I think for me that was like one of the biggest highlights. Right? Um, it may say a lot of places. Yeah, I think almost. I think I've played almost everywhere where I wanted to play in Basic, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've achieved everything. You can retire now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, the thing is, I know, like, in, in most cases in Essay, you look at yourself and like, okay, Shaft, on a plane, yeah, 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 right? And then you put, you give yourself time. Yeah. So I think in terms of places, yeah, I don't think there's a place where each I'll say, I had been the one to maybe 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 one platform, maybe one or two, but yeah. I think almost everywhere I played where they know what to play at our mm. And I think uh, yeah, we've done the bragging. And you did it well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> think, let us like let's let's think back to where you've made some mistakes and you feel like Either they could have been avoided, or you can tell someone now. You know, if if you do this, you can avoid the mistake that I made, and or the biggest lesson that came from you know something that didn't turn out the way you initially wanted it to. I'll say, in terms of mistake, I think uh, I don't make mistakes. <laughs> Just lessons. Double you, you, no I think I think from an early stage of my career, I think. What I, what I, or what you wish you knew. Yeah, yeah. what I wish I, I knew yeah. was that or like, um, especially like, on, you shouldn't, I think people shouldn't make stupid decisions like when they start uh, making money, mm-hmm. especially from the finance side, I think people should invest a lot in terms of what they want to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an answer. I only started by owning my own equipment within like, what, three or four years back, mm-hmm. of which I strongly believe I should put the equipment way before. Mm-hmm. I think that part, because it generates a lot of passive income, mm-hmm. or what, um, and also, just also, I think I should have learned how to play p- a piano. Here <laughs> <laughs> As a producer, I think that's something I... Oh yeah, are you, I, you, were, you actually had opportunities and you were like, oh, you're like, ah, that's it. It's a Yeah. I want a piano, I think I should have learned how to like, even to produce. Yeah. And you look like the trail. I've been saying, I've been saying. I think that's, a, that's, that's something that I think I should have jumped on the bandwagon when you started yeah, yeah. Um Because... In that aspect, I think could have elevated. At this point in time, it's really pointless once you just stick into their name now. Um, so the lesson there is: do, don't, don't what, don't be too. No, your own name. Yeah, like I, other I think something, man. Like I was saying earlier on, like don't, don't be misled by trying to please your fellow people. And that's Do what works and what. What the people, people want. Exactly. Give the people what they Give want. Give people what they want. Ah, that's an important. Because the thing is, in most cases, bro, like. You're gonna be there sitting shallow, like 
you're not getting bookings because say no I'm a tip house head. Yeah. No, I'm I'm this. Sometimes you have to evolve yeah, and be something and yeah, which people can relate or yes. at least just try because I mean let's say for example a random example like maybe Black Hole, right? Mm. You see when you play balls, essay he plays like Afro tech. But when he plays for Ibiza, if you see this video, he's like almost playing a little yeah. mm. that type of functionality of being able to at least translate from one place to the other thing, it's also quite important. In essay, like I said, essay right now, bro, like there's no way you're gonna make killing you if you're not doing your own yeah, let's be honest to me because yeah. we see people streams bro like this other nigga showing me his streams i'm like fuck this guy's coining it for me and they say that no because you're treating people who, when when now you, you you have a paycheck and it's telling you know they're like ah, it's not real music it's not real music <laughs> and he's starving he's starving no and, and also i think uh for for a lot of people ne? I think if when they're starting off their careers, mm. I think one of the biggest mistakes that they always do, this is what I've seen, go to like, you're starting off your, your, your music career and then you feel like being a good beat maker or whatever is going to set you up. Mm. Sometimes you need to like have a niche and see how can you then also associate with the right people mm. so that they can elevate you mm. or Because it's one thing you talent and one thing that I've noticed in the music scene, mm. talent is not enough. No, bro. Like mm. I think talent is like maybe ten percent of the thing. Yo. The rest of the other stuff. Ninety is what? It's marketing, branding, mm. positioning yourself. The, the, the correct asso- association. Yeah. And that's why, like, all the MBA stuff. Exactly. Because the thing is, you can, like I said, you know, there's so many people that are out there that are big, mm. but they don't even have talent. Mm. They just you can buy talent with them. I guess we're not mentioning names. That's why we just want to listen. Yeah, we've learned that we've learned. Only success, imagine names. Yeah, I don't want to leave. And that's why there's always this thing where every now and then you find people complaining. Ah, no, Mang Mang Robile. This used to be my song. So and so took it. Because they have the talent and not the 90%. Exactly. Because you've got the talent. Because you can sit, we can sit down, eh? yeah. Make music, make music, make music. But then, because you're not connected to the right people, you don't have the right thing, you don't have the, the, the correct image and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. What happens is that, that's why you find people when they blow up, you find they consistently having so many songs that are good. Yeah. Like, how comes this guy's coming with so many songs? That mm-hmm. songs, they've, been, they've made those songs some time ago. Somewhere. But then the thing is because they didn't have the platform. Mm-hmm. Or so that's one of the other things. And that's why I always say, or like, if you go into the music side, be with the talent only mm. and you don't have breaking sort of financials and all that aid can be screwed yeah. big time i mean other people if i do like maybe you've been producing songs mm. for the past three years four years mm. you've never even sold 10 rights mm. someone comes to Ari, oh, no, buy this song from you mm. you name it from the say hot and dance mm. got 500 friends mm. you're gonna take it unfortunately but when the song blows up you're gonna start complaining i don't rupee yeah. but you've never sold anything no, that's true. Okay. No, no. Uh, I think now as we are closing, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one I really want to go into that one. It seems like your your feet are very firm. We've put in these two. Yeah, the no. ones you've chosen. But if you weren't doing, just indulge us for a second. If you weren't doing what you're doing, if you weren't DJing, and if you weren't an electronic engineer in, in telephone, yeah, yes, in telecom, what would you be doing? <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> think about it. Think, <laughs> it. think about it. 
what else you need could you possibly be doing? Yeah. And, and and you went to produce, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Man, does and you went to fan. and you were they didn't even go to the fan thing. Oh. Yeah. The fan, oh. <laughs> oh. 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 What would you be doing? I think I'm doing farming, bro. Farming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm doing farming. How did you learn this? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. I think that's the only thing I I think I can try. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't have talent for the like. <laughs>